0: Good evening, everybody. I hope you're having a great, wonderful, wonderful day today. I want to talk about fear in the corporate body today. Fear in the corporate. I read a book about victory and dominion over fear by Dr. Lester Sumrall. I don't know if you ever heard this pastor or not. But Dr. Lesterson wrote a book called Victory and Dominion Over Fear, destroying your deadliest enemy. And your deadliest enemy is fear. Modern therapeutic science has discovered that fear can cause stomach ulcers, insomnia, nervous breakdown, mental depression, throat colds, head disorders also contributes to hypertension, high blood pressure, which leads to each day to deaths of thousands of America and tens of thousands of humans around the world. Let me tell you this. Your body is made of water. Drink water. I'm starting to shift a little bit now. i to come back. and start drinking water. It detoxes your body. Outstanding medical authorities acknowledge the proven evils of fear. A physician at famous St. Barthes Hospital in London, England, showed that 50% of all people suffering from acute heart ailments felt ill after some excitement caused by social, family, and economic worries. The renowned American physician, Dr. Alias Carroll, says fear is capable of starting a genuine disease. This is a revolution thinking in modern medical circles. One doctor used drugs and surgery only, but in the age of tensions and hypertension, doctors acknowledge a need for another kind of treatment. They see illness that goes back to the human soul and analyze the type of illness. There's a book by S.A. Cranes, and the, uh, the book called Managing Your Mind, including fear contributed to physical illness. A woman would said to her daughter, I am full of fear. I can't go out myself. I feel so mixed up and dizzy and weak. I haven't had a decent night's sleep in months. My mind is in a whirl. I'm frightened. I know something dreadful is going to happen to me. This is a sad test for many helpless people today. An acquaintance told me that fear of losing his job caused him to have chronic nausea and stomach cramps. Medical evidence finds that the children who don't like the studies of teacher who fear school enjoy can develop on Monday to Friday a seminary, which miraculously improves over the weekend. Beyond conjecture, fear has caused our bodies to become targets of the devil. God has ordained that our bodies to be the temple's Holy Spirit, therefore they must not be they must not be fear rotted. Medication cannot heal fear sickness. Christ the great physician has the exact prescription. Anyone who's going to receive may have it free for the asking. The mental attack. Fear strikes at the stronghold of the human mind. The central government of the human personality. Being ill in the mind is far more critical than being ill in another way. For this reason, the devil makes the man mind the central place of warfare. He knows that if he conquers the mind, man has no chance of having a normal life. Supernatural fear affecting the mind can ruin the system. It can spoil an otherwise pleasing personality. Mental evils. Fear gives birth to many mental evils. Explanation of self-following. A chronic in the whole realm of medicine, there is nothing so terrible to commit it to a man with chronic melanoma. Malacoma is an unreason, unreasonable pessimist. It's respecting the worst, allowing even to await the good. It's a thing to call the white, black, and sweet bitter. They are convinced that they are right and everywhere else is wrong. Doctors would rather work with contagious disease than trying to point out someone out of the depths of melanoma. Have you counseled several such persons in a way? I know it would be a slow process. I begin by leading the person search thoughts, that the memories, are the causes of causes sadness, depression, and disappointments. Then I carefully show them that instead of reacting to each said, he can look at each case another way, a positive way. The final most important step comes after gaining the person's complete confidence. Our presence pray the prayer limits. This will break the devil's power and tone the sunshine of God's in that person's mind. Number two, number one was chronic disease. Number two is worry. One just said that worry is a form of fear that reveals how fear thrives in the dark corners and deep crevices of the mind, creating mental festers. Worry puts wrinkles in the brow, silver in the hair, passion in the bloodstream. It thoughts or dreams of happiness, it success. Millions, Millions of people worry. Some can't give logical reason for worrying, but others have no idea why they're worrying. I read Richard that when Philip D. Armour, the packing house magnate, was a young man and himself in a business he fell heavily into debt. One day his banker called him and said, I'm worried about your loan at our bank. Well, the young man replied, no use in both of us worrying about the same thing. I don't know how far the banker got in life, but I know do one thing. Most of the bottom world knows about Armour Hames. Mr. Armour had found the particular refusal of worry is to take positive action. This is the story of a Methodist bishop who was sitting in a desk in his parish one night, worried about a state of church affairs. He was very troubled, questioning which course to take until the big clock struck 12. At midnight, he heard the voice of the Lord and says, Now go to bed, bishop. I will sit the rest of the night. Worry, very simply, is useless and worthless and usually worsens a situation. Then you got fear of condemnation, and hardened fear that tracks many men and women like the demon blowhole. fear of condemnation, it makes you jump, even though you are guilty of no wrong. You jump when you meet authority figures such as your employer, or when you see a policeman. The Bible says, "There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus." Romans 8:1. A born-again person should never have self-incriminating conscience. He should not fear the past because he's covered by the blood of Jesus. He should not fear the present because Christ dwells within. He should not fear the future for Christ has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews 13.5 The inner world of thought should be covered by the protecting Power of the blood of Christ and under direct control of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can bring it to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul said, and be renewed to the spirit of your mind. The word "renew" means to make over. Our old minds are made new by Christ's divine power. His mental life entering our mental life will remove the old and bring in the new. A Christian should enter in a covenant with God concerning his mind just as definitely as he does concerning his soul for salvation or his body for healing when he does the new man, the new creation, will also possess a new mind and he will no longer live under constant condemnation. Christians need never spend a night of worry. The rise of their bedsmen been are beaten physical wealth, unable to do daily work, Christ is about the rest of the minds, his disciples, sweet sleep, is promised in God's word. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, they shall lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. In my ministry to the nations, I have met many victims of Satan and mental attacks upon their personalities. The following are descriptions of several of these cases. Through These examples, one can see how a person can be delivered by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. One could describe endless. These unfortunate souls who are victims of the devil tormenting a game of nerves. Their rational, racial, peace, rational people suffer deep agony from irrational. They are disturbed souls living in an earthly hell bound by invisible, powerful in chains. Are you searching for a continual lack of peace, for nagging anxiety, or constant confusion? Is there a fear in your mind, and heart, and soul? Do you fear society or many people? Are you? Afraid of losing your job? Do you fear going insane? If you say you can have deliverance, a loving God who does not want you to be tormented about fear will deliver you. The spiritual attack. Fear can influence the spirit and soul of man. Persistent fears cause spiritual paralysis. No man who has a heart of fear is capable of great feats of spiritual attainment. Fear is a from the bonds, the soul, a force that breaks communion with God. A fearful person cannot live in the presence of God. The truly great men of history were men who overcome fear. The roots of their faith went deep into sacred love of the creator of the universe. They knew him because they knew and did not fear. See, Abraham, God said, Fear not, Abraham, I believe, but because of one of the greatest men always. Moses was afraid, though he meant Incurring the wrath of the emperor, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He led forth with Egypt some three million slaves, who so became the great nation. Joshua was not afraid. Even though worrying kings and soldiers outnumbered him, they crumbled for his daring death. David was not afraid. He could fight a bear, a lion, a giant. He said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no for thou art with me. Psalms 23.4 Pharaoh brings spiritual poverty to the soul. The gifts of the gifts of the, fruit of the Spirit will wither and die under the continuous of selfless salt of fear. For a healthy spiritual life, Christians must live above fear. Commanding an outstanding difference between the believer and the unbeliever must says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4.4 Greater is he that is in you than is he. That is in the world. You can overcome fear if you put your mind to say that you will overcome fear. But when you put doubt in your life, it kills the momentum that God has for you. It breaks the it hurts the covenant of God. I want you to rise up tonight. Doctors can't heal your body. But Jesus can. You might lost a job, but you can gain another one. But don't give up. Don't quit. Keep going because there's a job that's waiting at your table. Oh, good God Almighty. The table that you sit at night to eat. That's where the table of God is gonna be right there to tell you answers every single day when you wake up. When you pray to God, when you tell when you rise up, there's gonna be a table there for you. That God wants you to sit. With a chair chair with your name on it. There's a table that you sit every morning with your name on it. And God says, I got a word for you this morning. If you listen to the right people. The right motivators. The right encouragers. The right people that gives you energy in the morning. I'm going to give you energy tonight. With one word. It's called overcomer. You are an overcomer because you got the blood of Jesus in you. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my son, the blood fell right through my veins and it cured everything that's in me. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't believe in God, something's wrong with you, son and daughter. If you got tripped away, come back to God but I don't believe that you drift. I believe that you just walked away from God's voice. You walked away from God because you don't want to change your heart. You don't want to change your mind. And you sure don't want to change your soul because when you walk away, when people is trying to do good for you, you walk away. The blessings that God is giving to you. Oh, good God, I'm already giving you a mouthful there. Whatever you do. For the kingdom of God, God is paying you, you back a hundredfold plus, then and that, then and that. But when you give to God your tithes and extra seeds, God is blessing you abundantly. He's giving you what you need in your life now while you're on this journey. But do exactly what you do. Give, 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 give. It don't matter if it's $2. It don't matter if it's $3. It don't matter if it's, it matter if it's 5 or $10. bill, whatever it is. If you give $1,000 in the church, bless God, bless your name because your family is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Whenever you give and your family gives, your family is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. There's such an abiding person. when they give the life over to Christ. Say, so I want to make a difference. You got a testimony that you could tell somebody about what when you fell, when you got broken, when you got changed, when you rearranged inside of you, when you got to live today, 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 today. You live today. You don't live tomorrow. You live in today. 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 Today you can overcome fear. And I want you to say that. I will overcome fear today. I will overcome fear today. You tell that yourself today. I will overcome fear today. Have a blessed night. And remember that Jesus loves you. Good morning, everybody. Here's the wisdom quote of today. Kingdom wisdom key. Kingdom wisdom number one today, December the 2nd. Going to give you a wisdom key. What I think what is in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs chapter... Uh, two, verse six. For the Lord gives wisdom; from the, His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And we'll say that again. Proverbs two six says, "For the Lord gives wisdom; from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding." If you don't listen to God's words, you don't listen to God's understanding. You will never apply this in your life. You'll never put this in your mind. You'll never put this in your heart. It, you'll be a waste of the Lord's time. So you, if you want the knowledge and understanding of God, you must have the quality time to spend with God. The quality time of spending with God. I hope today will be your blessed day because I know you will have your abundance today. Somebody's gonna to come into a business today and spend one hundred thousand dollars today. I don't know who this is, but somebody somebody's business is gonna have an increase today of one hundred thousand dollars today. Somebody's coming in with a big job, big opportunity with a one hundred thousand dollars in their hand. You have a blessed wanna remember Proverbs two six For the Lord God gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Be blessed. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to be talking about something today that really is going to start off the brand new series that my church is going to be started this Sunday at C3 Church this weekend. And I thought about starting it off. And give you what I really think about, about Jesus, about the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. But I'm going to give you some keys this morning that I really believe that will change your perspective about your walk in life. Probably about your walk your talk in your talking life. What you say out of your mouth, well, people will know exactly if you know the true man of God. Are you a true man of God or are you a true woman of God? I had to go home yesterday and after I got home yesterday from my mom's place, the Holy Spirit dropped the nugget. I want you to talk about the light of the world. John 8, 12 says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whenever Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisee challenged him, Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus says, even if I testify on my behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I come from and I, where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, Where is your Father? Do you not know me or my Father, Jesus replied? If you knew me, you would know me by my Father also. Let me tell you this. Even the Pharisees didn't understand that who they were talking to was the Father of everybody. Of you, of, of me, of everybody around this world. One light that shine brought forth the kingdom. Oh, good God almighty. I'm already preaching this morning. One light that shine, that killed the darkness, opened the kingdom doors for your future. Because one man had to get to the cross. To save the people from Satan's power. And he did that. He got victory. He's got the keys. And he's up on the throne. And he's looking at you right now. As an individual. Where is your light? Where is your life? It's in the light in Jesus. Because when Jesus brought forth the light. He didn't come to just walk the earth. And do his miracles in and other things, and speak the word, or chose to travel. He set for the opportunity of eternity, but he gave that eternity when he died on that cross, and the blood fell, and he rose again after three days. He brought you more than that everlasting. He brought you abundance. He wants you to live right now in the light of Jesus, but he wants you to shine that light in the dark world, in the dark people, in the dark world view there's something I'll give you three keys I've I've already said it number one there's always a light in the dark view that means sight or focus when you look in the view maybe it's in the mirror One time you look in the mirror, the light is shining in that mirror if you have Jesus. There's another thing. The darkness will shine in you when people recognize the light that's in you. They're, when you is called to recognize the word that's in you. They recognize the light that's in because of your words, of your words. And the next one is who you follow. Who you follow. The light that shines is who you follow. Who is your leader? Who do you talk to every day? Who do you talk to that's going to take you up and elevate you and build you up in a way that God wants you to be? If you have the right leader, you have the right momentum. You had the right energy. You had the right power. You had the right blood that's in you. You had the right teaching. You had the right person that's going to elevate you in the walk in this world. This verse, I want you to meditate on this. It's John 8 12. When Jesus spoke again to in the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, Will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Remember, if you want the light, come on out, come on and get the light. If you want the light of the world, come and get the light. Because you're in darkness, and you must get out of the darkness so you can see the light. No matter where you are, no matter where you come from, Jesus is there with you because he is the light of the world. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day today. And remember, Jesus is the light of the world. Be blessed. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tuesday Talk. Tuesday Talk. Tuesday talk. This is called the Let's Talk Show from Pastor Stephen Wayne Batten. The Let's Talk Show. I'm going to give you something that you need to think about. When you enter in a church today, beware of two kinds of people today. And I'm going to talk about two kinds of people that you got to be aware of. Well, one you got to be aware of, but the other one is the one that That you need. I'm going to talk about. Don't let the diggers. Start digging up your information. You kill that. By saying no. Or you got to go. I I hope you know where I'm getting this out from. There's people in your church. There's two kind of people. There's diggers and there's victory. That's the two kinds of people that's in your church. Diggers and victory people. I'll call them winners. Nobody don't want to hang around a complainer. Nobody wanna not hang around a drainer. Nobody don't want to hang around a stealer, a liar. Or whatever, but if the winners can show them the victory, maybe they could change their lifestyle. Sometimes that will, and sometimes that won't. But I got to tell you this. I want to talk about diggers today. We know about winners because I've been talking about winners a, a lot. But I want to talk about diggers in your church. they are they, digger people that's coming in your church today. Diggers people today that will dig information and steal from you and kill everything in your business, in your lifestyle, in your relationship, anything. You'll have a financial breakdown when diggers sh- tries to steal information from you. I'm going to tell you one thing. One key I'm going to give you today. I'll probably give you three keys today. When somebody asks you for something, say no. Say no. When people ask you for information, you don't give the information. You just say no. And you keep going and you keep moving on. Sometimes you need to act like you got to go somewhere. When a person calls you and you know that person or you don't know that person, don't answer. Don't respond. I always tell people, if I don't know you, I'm not gonna answer. If you call me and you don't leave a message, I am not going to respond. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to answer because let me if I don't respond to ignorance, if I have to respond to ignorance, I have to listen to the stupidness that they have to say. The last point I'm going to give you. If you know that person, they're calling you or they're asking you on the information. Just say, I can't do it at this time. The less, you know, if they ask you for money or they're, they're trying to get something out of you. It says, oh, I can't do you. I can't do it at this time. That means I'm putting you on hold. Sometimes you've got to put people on hold and say, hey, I can't do it at this time. But thank you for calling. You know, you don't have to be rude, but you can be real nice about it in a new, responsive way. It says, I can't do it at this time, but Maybe next time. Something like that. But a lot of times in, in a way, you know, you got to put people on hold. You got to say no. And you don't have to respond. The three keys. Say no. Don't respond. And say, I just don't have the time. Sometimes we don't need. So I don't. Not at this time, but maybe next time. You see, a lot of times, if you don't want people, the better thing you do, you you kind of shift to the gear of. See, so they're expecting you to say yes. But sometimes it's better to say no. Because you got to go. You got to do what you need to do for your life. There's a verse that I read today. And I'm going to put this verse out on it. Here it is. 1 John 4, four It says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm going to leave you that verse today. I want you to Meditate. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Sometimes you need to ask God before you do things. He is the great physician. He is the greatest miracle. He is the greatest financial. But he's the greatest breakthrough in your life. The greatest changer in your life. The greatest awakener in your life. The greatest doctor in your life. The greatest lawyer in your life. He's the greatest of everything in your life. But today, on the Lex Talk Show, I'm talking about quit talking to diggers that wants to dig information out of you. Quit talking to diggers, the ones that's trying to dig information out of you. Don't respond. Say no. And say, I can't do it at this time. Sometimes in your life, you got to do that. You got to adjust things in your life. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Remember, this is Pastor Stevie Batten with Less Talk. Be blessed. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. This is Thursday teaching. Thursday teaching. I'm going to be teaching you, but I want to tell you what this message is about. Being a believer, but being a believer of what you believe. Everybody believes in different perspectives. We all are different. we all on the same page, but we believe in a different view You got a different view of things Everybody's got a different view like you're viewing out a window, but you're seeing different things out there in Your neighborhood or out front of your house What you see is a view of difference and I'm going to be talking about the, what the different view is. Your view is, is how you look at things. When I look at a story, I look at a story of a view of the what is the story all about. That's the view that I, I look in. So when I read that story, I get points out there to pinpoint the story so people will understand. And I want to tell you how I, what I believe, what I see in today's, in today's society. You have, you have two different parties that don't agree with nothing. You have too many fights over stupidity. You have churches today that can't stand up and afraid to go out in the community, stand up from the governors' mansion and tell them that you need to open up the the country because if you don't, the economy is going to go. We need people to rally together and stand up and march downtown and tell these freaking governors to open up the country because if they don't, the country will never ever succeed. The mass is not going to save you. The vaccine is not going to save you. The only person that's going to save you is the person named Jesus Christ. When you shut the doors off of the kingdom, you shut the blessings off into the earth. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about last night I had a dream. And my dream fulfilled my vision this morning. I woke up this morning, went in the kitchen look outside, and there was a bird whistling on top of the stair rail and as I could listen the bird singing, I said god this is this is you and All I had in my mind was birds singing. And God says sometimes you got to praise through your storm. Sometimes you need to shout through your storm. Sometimes you just need to praise God and thank God. And say, and just give God a praise. Sing a song in your car. Start praising them. Start thanking them. And everything's going to be just fine. I used to like to use the word, I used to like to use the word, all right. But now I use the word, fine. I think a lot of people use the word Christianity because the world gave it to them. I just believe that we're believers. I think Christianity is a name game. There's nothing in the Bible about Christianity in here. It talks about Persecution. It talks about the end of time. You had, you got people today that when we live in uh, all these nations, you go to different nations, they're all different, they all believe different. Do you have people today who either they mock you or just don't believe in what you say until one day they're going to realize that I was telling the truth or, or the people was telling or the pastor was telling the truth or that person next to you was telling the truth and you didn't realize why you're a prophet or you're a prophecy or you're doing prophecy. Now, nah, now, nah. a prophetic word will come out of somebody's, in a believer's mouth because that God spoke to them. And I am going to tell you this morning, no matter what you're going through today, God is there. And I want to let you know today that I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Because we got a different view. We got a different view out of the window. And what you see out of your window is what you what you believe. Think about that question today, the different view. We have a different view in life. So today I hope you have a blessed and wonderful Thursday, Thursday on today. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Remember, Jesus loves you.